بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم الحمدللہ رب العالمین والصلاة والسلام علی رسوله الكریم وعلی اسعالہ وصحابہ اجمعین اما بعد This is English translation of the talk Two Pathways Allah's Books and Allah's Messengers by Mufti Muhammad Taqi Usmani Dhamad Barakatuhum Allah Ta'ala has established two pathways to guide human beings The first is that of the holy books Torayt, Zabur, Injil, that is the Bible, and Quran Kareem. The second pathway is that of messengers of Allah Ta'ala, the prophets of Allah. The prophets were sent down with the holy books to interpret for the masses what the books meant and to show people through their words and actions what following these books meant in real life, in practice. In the holy Quran, Allah Ta'ala says, we sent them with clear signs and scriptures and we sent down the reminder, the Quran to you, so that we explain to the people what has been revealed for them and so that they may ponder. Surah 16, verse 44. Allah Ta'ala sends his messengers to interpret his books and to purify people. In the Holy Quran, Allah Ta'ala says, Allah has surely conferred favor on the believers when he raised in their midst a messenger from among themselves who recites to them his verses and makes them pure and teaches them the book and the wisdom while earlier they were in open error. Surah 3, verse 164 The reason Allah Ta'ala sent many prophets without holy books but did not send a single holy book without a prophet seems to be that people can't understand Allah Ta'ala's books without the guidance of his prophets. It's not limited to the book of Allah. In any profession, it's not enough to read the book without the supervision of a teacher. For example, medical books are available in most languages now. But is there a person who in case his child becomes very sick would say, I know English, or books on pediatrics have been translated in my language. Why do I have to go to a child specialist to get my child treated? I'll just read this book and start treating my own child. Nobody in their right mind would do that because everyone knows that if you want to become a doctor, you don't just read books. You also have to do years of training under supervision of a senior doctor before you become a specialist. Allah Ta'ala has created some differences between humans and animals in their need for learning. In general, animals do not need as much tutoring and teaching as human beings do. For example, as soon as a fish is born, it can start swimming. It does not need to take swimming lessons. Swimming is in its nature. But if, if a human being thinking that if a baby push, a fish is swimming, in water without any problems as is fine. Why should my baby not be able to swim the same way? Thr throws his own baby in water without teaching him or her how to swim first, then he would be a great fool. A fish does not need to learn how to swim, swim, but a human being does. Human nature is such that human beings need to learn the most basic activities needed for their survival from, their, uh, from other human beings like how to eat solid food, solid food, how to clean themselves before they can start doing them properly. 
it is true of almost all professions and bodies of knowledge that in addition to reading the books a person has to train with a mentor and spend a certain period of time in their company or tutelage before he can become an expert of a particular subject or master a new skill this is true of medicine engineering law or even cooking or becoming a motor mechanic the same is true of knowledge of deen that is religion if a person tries to learn deen by reading books alone he will never develop the true understanding of deen unless he spends some time in the sohbat that is company of a teacher and mentor deen is not learned by reading books alone it can only be learned by spending time with and observing a mentor who has actually applied and absorbed this theoretical knowledge in his own personal life and behavior that is why allah taala did not send any holy books by itself there are many prophets who came without a holy book but there is not a single holy book which came by itself unaccompanied by a prophet it is because human beings do not have the capacity to achieve purification of their inner self in the absence of a human mentor merely by reading a book the non believers also used to demand that quran be sent down to them in one go said those who disbelieved why has the quran not been revealed to him all at once surah 25 verse 32 it was not difficult for allah taala that when we woke up in the morning all of us had a copy of the holy quran beside us and we heard a revelation telling us that allah taala has sent this book and now it was our duty to read it and follow it instead allah taala did not send the book by itself he also sent a messenger with it the reason allah taala did not send any holy books without a messenger is that we cannot understand the holy books in the absence of guidance by the prophets if if we have an excellent book with detailed instructions but it is pitch dark can we benefit from that book similarly even if there is light outside but we have no eyesight can we benefit from that book so we need two sources of light before we can benefit from a book one is internal which is the light in our eyes the other is external as the as the light in the environment similarly to benefit from the books of allah we need two sources of and sources of enlightenment one is our own but the other is provided by the prophets of allah taala people start going wrong when they take to one of the two extremes one group started saying allah's book alone is sufficient for us superficially it looks like a good slogan allah's book is truly sufficient and contains all the knowledge a person requires to make his akhirat that is the hereafter better but referring to the previous analogy why do we need a doctor when details of signs and symptoms and treatments of all illnesses are present in textbooks of medicine which we can read ourselves and understand in english english we need an need an expert who can tell us how the knowledge present in the book applies to a particular situation in real life so the first group deviated from the path by refusing to follow the teachings of the prophets of allah taala they believed that they were following allah's book not realizing that 
by not following the prophets they were actually going against allah's book because the book itself says he raised in their midst a messenger from amongst themselves who recites to them his verses and makes them pure and teaches them the book and the wisdom surah 3 verse 164 allah taala is clearly commanding people in this verse of the holy quran to learn from his messenger how can a person claim to follow the holy book while declining to learn from the prophet it is like the non medically trained person who reads a textbook of medicine diagnoses himself and starts treating himself while completely ignoring the instruction written on the back of most bottles of medicine do not use this medication without advice from your doctor just like he is putting his life at risk similarly those people are putting their life their iman at risk who claim to follow allah taala's follow allah taala's book but refuse to follow his messenger the other misguided group is of those people who became so influenced by some religious personality that they started saying that following this person is sufficient for us we do not need to follow allah's book they did not care if the people they were following were themselves following allah's book fully or not this kind of blind following of individuals leads to the second kind of misguided following of religion the balanced approach is the one the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam himself has advised us to follow in a hadith maana alaihi wa ashabi follow my way and the way of my sahaba the holy companions in this hadith maana alaihi refers to the holy book and ashabi refers to rijal that is holy people it means following this book follow this book that i have brought and my companions then you will be on the right path if we keep that in mind we'll avoid a lot of intellectual religious and practical pitfalls is the nature of this deen that it transfers from one person to another it is not required by just reading a book the sahaba radiyallahu anhum did not learn deen by going to a university or taking a degree they just lived on the sofa and observed the holy observed what the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam did and listened to what he said this is the how the nur the divine light of the teaching of the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam descended in their hearts from the, them the knowledge was transferred to tabain and from them to taba tabain tabain are the people who saw a sahabi in the state of iman and taba tabain are the people who saw the tabai in the state of iman that is how deen has been transferred from generation to generation over the last so many centuries wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin